Welcome to the Ohio Adult Allies Podcast Season 2, where we are developing, inspiring, and empowering youth leaders. In this episode, we discuss youth-led programming before, during, and after the pandemic, the youth perspective. Welcome to the Ohio Adult Allies Podcast. Um, I'm your guest host for this podcast. My name is Gina Crosby, and I'm the Prevention Coordinator for Youth and Young Adult Services at Prevention Action Alliance. Um, So I work with the Ohio College Initiative and the Ohio Youth-Led Prevention Network. Um, Specifically, um, I get to work with the amazing Youth Council of the Ohio Youth-Led Prevention Network, and I'm so excited to have two of our Youth Council members here with us today. So I'm going to pass it over to them um, to introduce themselves. So go ahead, Sam. Uh, my name is Sam Arledge, and I'm a third-year member at OILPN, as well as my home group, too, with the Pickway County Community Foundation Youth Advisory Council, which is tied in with philanthropy and our PAC board, as well as I have a unique approach um, with the, working on the state CTP contract for tobacco compliance. And I'm Dina Rulli Hafey. I'm also a third-year member of the Ohio Youth-Led Prevention Network. Um, And then I do work with a group called BATS, bringing awareness to students um, in my community. And I'm from Springfield, Ohio. Thank you both. And like I said, I'm so excited to have you here for this conversation today. So um, we wanna talk a little bit about uh, the pandemic and how youth-led programs have looked uh, prior to the pandemic and currently and where we see them going. So first, Dina, how did youth-led programs or or your group specifically look before the pandemic when there really weren't any public health restrictions? I think most of the things that we did were more hands-on. We would get in bigger groups and work on larger projects where we could get closer together and talk about things and draw pictures and diagrams. And that's just not something that you wanna do now because we're staying six feet apart. You can't come close to someone and talk to them and have that more of an intimate conversation um, when you're working on something. So it sounds like there's a lot of, um, I guess, closer conversation, um, maybe both physically and, um, you know, in just the depth of the conversation, you were able to maybe um, connect a little bit better pre-pandemic is what it sounds like. Um, And does that include, like, did you all have a lot of um, in-person events prior to the pandemic where you were like actively seeing each other? Um, Yes, all of our meetings were in person. Um, Normally, some of them would even be over lunch or coffee. um, And we'd all sit and talk about what our next events were gonna be. And most of those were also in person, um, normally in indoor settings doing more hands-on activities, which is just something that you can't do anymore. Yeah, that is, um, that's so true. It's so, it's it's getting a little bit difficult. So Sam, um, you know, going off of what Dina just said about how, you know, it looked pre-pandemic, what about now? What is youth-led programs or youth-led groups? What are those what have those looked like since the pandemic started um, as we've had some increased public health restrictions, some, you know, pretty intense, some maybe not so intense, but what does it look like and what are maybe some of the barriers or obstacles that you've experienced? 
Well, in particular with my home group, uh, with the we have virtual and hybrid events. Um, our meetings are virtual. Uh, we are moving into in-person because we're really having an issue with engagement. Uh, we had 80 members at one point and now we're down to five. So it's just really getting people uh, back into it, especially with the school year coming in. Hopefully that's going to help as well. But just, yeah, the level of engagement there with those uh, virtual events, because they can sometimes be dragged out. Okay, so it sounds like engagement has been a really, a really big issue where it sounds like your group had um, quite a high number of involvement um, pre-pandemic. And as the pandemic has gone on and you've moved to virtual, um, those numbers have have dropped a little bit, um, which seems to be the case for, for many groups there. And, and Dina, would you say that that's a barrier for your group too? Um, is there any other barriers or obstacles that you've encountered? Um, and is there any ways that your group has overcome those? I think definitely engagement is a very big issue. Um, our group was newer during the pandemic, so we were working on getting more people. Um, and then obviously when the pandemic came, those numbers went down and then in general we just like we had a really small group um, and it was hard to grow as a youth-led group um, but I think overcoming things like that especially online like I know with OILPN we made shorter meetings so instead of like the five hour long meeting that we would have in person it was only an hour and a half online which I think really helped we were getting a similar amount of work done because like we we had like a short amount of time to really focus on planning um, like the next events and things that were coming up. So it sounds like you you all have adapted a little bit. Um, and I know you mentioned OILPN too, and how it was adapted a little bit to maybe make shorter virtual events, because I know Sam did just mention that sometimes virtual events or virtual meetings can drag on a little bit and maybe, um, you know, lead to that disengagement a little bit. Sam, is there any specific things that your group has tried to overcome some of the obstacles that you talked about? Yeah, just really like including some fun activities that we can do over Zoom uh, really just helps with that. Okay, so adding an element of fun um, to, to meetings sounds like uh, that is a good way to maybe get some more engagement back. Um, and Sam, um, I know you mentioned that your thinking about or your group has already decided that you're going back to some in-person um, you know, meetings or events this year. Um, so what does participating in um, your program, or maybe you can share a little bit about what Youth Council, um, OYLPN Youth Council is going to look like uh, for this upcoming year? So the Ohio Youth Club Prevention Network upcoming this year, we're going to be having the rally, of course, hopefully an in-person slash hybrid event, which I'm so, so looking forward to. Um, but in my home group in particular, we're going to be doing some more of those projects like community outreach, which we've not really been able to do, um, especially with the health restrictions. Is there anything that your group is um you know, doing specifically this upcoming year to still adhere to public health restrictions, but also, you know, start to integrate, um, you know, those in-person events at all? Uh, just really in uh, with the social distancing, since we only have, you know, a limited number of people at the moment, it's really not going to be a big issue in terms of that. We have a large area in space that we have for our meetings, as well as sometimes we even have them outside if it's nice. 
Okay, so maybe getting a little creative with space there, um, using utilizing outdoor areas um, to have a more wide open space. Um, I know the youth council we got we uh, were able to get you all some cool YLPN masks to wear during meetings and events. So um, it sounds like really creativity is where groups are going for this upcoming year. Then to be able to still meet in person. Um, so. Thinking a little bit in the future, um, maybe past these public health restrictions that we've experienced in this last year and a half or so, um, Dina, how do you anticipate youth-led programming to look um, in the future? Are there aspects from this past year that maybe have been beneficial that you would consider um, or maybe think should be kept um, as youth-led programming moves forward and as we move hopefully past these public health restrictions? Yes, I definitely think the like hybrid, partially online, partially in person is a really incredible thing that we're able to do. Um, and in the beginning, no one really liked it, but I've really grown to love it um, because I love prevention, but I have a really busy schedule with other things I do outside of it. Um, and the fact that I can zoom into meetings if there's one I can't make, but I can come to half of it. Um, I think that's an amazing experience for young people to get more involved and have more opportunity to be in youth groups along with events like the we are the majority rally um if people can't physically go to the event in columbus they can still be a part of it through the hybrid online part which is something that you never would have had the opportunity to do before this global pandemic that we've had so i think that's a really amazing thing that we should definitely keep moving forward Okay, so building in that hybrid environment um, sounds like it would be really beneficial to young people specifically, um, just because you all are involved in a lot of different activities um, that you're doing in your home groups um, or just in school and really adding that virtual element um, so that you all can still be a part of everything um, is going to be really beneficial. Sam, is there anything else that you think has been beneficial in this last year um, for you that you've noticed maybe that you think would be important to maintain? Uh, just really like in terms of like the flexibility with those hybrid events, like reaching out to more people, even like uh, with the We Are the Majority Rally in particular, um, people that, you know, are far away up north or, you know, able to participate that maybe weren't able to before. Okay, so really similar things, right? That hybrid yeah. environment, maybe expanding reach a little bit, it's gonna increase that reach um, for people. So awesome. And Sam, what are, what are some of the aspects from this past year that maybe you think should change moving forward and we really don't want to, to keep in place? Uh, really, you know, just like getting back into the sense more of normal with the in-person events from the keeping the hybrid, but as well as having in-person events too, is just really like a key thing because engagement generally is much more higher with in-person events. Because even with young people doing online schools, staring at a computer screen for an hour or two when they've already been on the computer for doing schoolwork, et cetera, is still difficult. Okay, so you all are have been living in a very virtual environment in every aspect. So you're saying that really trying to integrate some in-person experiences as much as possible would be a great benefit um, as we move forward and maybe not just automatically choosing a virtual event. Can 
Um, Dina, can you share maybe a little bit why like you feel that in-person engagement um, is so important? And then Sam, um, I'm gonna ask you the same question. I think it's just really important along with, besides it's normally more fun, people wanna get out and come to these really cool events. Um, one of the big things I think of is actually the retreat um, from my first year in OILPN. I became very close with all of those first, with all of those members that year. Um, some of them I'm still very good friends with, um, even people who have graduated. And I feel like, especially with youth councils, creating that bond between the young people on the council is a really important thing that you can't do looking at each other on a screen. Um, even if your cameras are on, even if people are engaged online, you're not creating those like friendships and those relationships um, that I think make a better planning team and just a better team in general when you're working on these events um, and like prevention projects in a community. Sam, what about you? Why do you think that um, having those in-person events um, or at least trying to do some in-person meetings is so important to young people? Uh, just really like when you're working on things, collaboration is much more easier in person than on a virtual format because you can't just push it off. You know, you're right there and you're meeting them. And you're also like Dina said, you're making friends as well. So it really just ties everything together with in person. Okay, so better connection. You're really yeah. uh, feel like you're working more. Uh, you're working on things. You're able to collaborate a little easier when things are um, in person. Um, cool. That's, um, I think that you all spoke to a lot of one, maybe struggles that um, us adults have had over this past year of trying to, you know, maintain youth-led programs, but also some of the struggles that maybe youth have had with staying involved and engaged um, in programs that have been mostly virtual. So um, is there anything, um, maybe one final piece of advice or um, a final kind of thought that you all have, whether it is for adults or um, young people that are involved in these programs um, that you would share with everyone today? Um, I was just going to say that even though, especially for young people who are involved in youth-led prevention, even though it's very hard online and sometimes you're just like, it's hard, we're not getting stuff done, it doesn't feel like we're working well as a group, um, it's not going to last, isn't, this isn't going to last forever. And at some point we are going to be back mostly in person. Um, I know when we just had our first OILPN meeting the other day, it was amazing to be back with everyone and it felt so good. So just make sure you're hopeful um, that all these things are coming back. And even if they don't and you're online again, we're learning how to work through it together. What about you, Sam? Any final um, advice for youth or adults out there? You know, just stay positive because even within these virtual formats, we're still a lot of the opportunity and the privilege with technology that maybe we didn't have 10 years ago, five years ago to even still come together. It's just a privilege. Okay, so really stay positive, maybe working through some of the uh, little twists and turns that may come along the way, um, but keeping a positive outlook um, and really truly, it sounds like embodying what, what uh, youth-led prevention is all about and um, continuing to move forward and utilize our resources and utilize the things that we have around us to continue to meet and still um, maybe get some work done to create some positive change. Awesome, thank you all for 
sharing your thoughts today about um, youth led prevention and where it's been and where we're going. Thank you, Gina, for inviting us to talk to you about this today. And I'd also like to thank you, Gina, as well, for the opportunity today. Thank you for joining us today on the Ohio Adult Allies podcast. If you would like more information on our work, visit us at ohioadultallies.com. You can find more episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and other platforms by searching Ohio Adult Allies.